Welcome back to Round 12, the podcast that will always be dedicated to growth, development, and motivational mastery. I am your host, Sensei Roger B. Hamilton. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of the Round 12 podcast series. Let's go get it. The Beauty and Myth of Culture. the place I am is surrounded by culture. So I find this episode to be an interesting, positive, and powerful one. You know, America has long been known as the melting pot. People from all over the world have left their motherlands to settle in this land of opportunity. The country is filled with Chinese, Indian, Irish, and everyone else. Cultural assimilation has led many of us to forget our cultural roots and where we come from. English is the largest used language all across the world, as many other languages are fading away. As we move forward in this progressive country, it is necessary to remember where we came from and what our families stand for. But then again, why does all that even matter? Individuals are constantly and consistently craving for identity and distinct traits that allows them to stand out and be unique. Many of us seem to forget that cultural roots are the foundation of uniqueness. Knowing where you came from, traditions, and customs create the root of finding ourselves. Culture plays an important role in shaping our principles and morals. Culture is what ties a community together and makes it distinctive. Having a second language was often common when America had an influx of immigrants. Many people of that first generation made it a point to hold on to their language and culture and passed it on to their children. On the other hand, there were those that just wanted to fit in. 
the desire to be like everyone else took over and led to assimilation. Studies have shown that being bilingual makes the brain stronger and less prone to degenerative mental disorders. Knowing an additional language other than English is a skill, and it is through these skills and traits of culture that we are diverse and different in our own ways. Culture is what teaches us about our beliefs. It influences us daily from how we act, what we eat, and even what we wear. Knowing our culture is a way of knowing ourselves and what we believe in. Culture does not have to be limited to where you came from or who your ancestors were. Especially living in America, there are new customs and traditions we have adopted. For example, the Thanksgiving holiday is part of American culture. Whether you came from Japan or France, it is an American holiday that almost all families celebrate. Culture is constantly added upon. And by knowing our own culture and cultures, we are better able to understand others. With a great amount of diversity, we are still able to accept and respect each other and our beliefs. Many believe that culture is lost and there is no need to know where you came from. However, to find yourself and truly know who you are, knowing your roots is just the foundation. Culture influences us in more ways than we may know. It is an invisible bond that ties a community together. So take a moment and reflect on who you are, where you come from, and what you believe in. Self-reflection is the first step of self-discovery. So in the interest of self-reflection, we take a moment here to examine a few facts and or myths that define one distinct group of people of which I happen to belong to, black people. There's a scene in writer Justin Simeon's satirical film, Dear White People, in which social misfit Lionel Higgins is asked to write a black culture piece by the editor of a campus newspaper staffed with mostly white people. Lionel accepts the assignment with some trepidation, despite the benefit of being black large afro and all, he feels underqualified because he has yet to find a pocket of culture he identifies with at the fictional Winchester University. Lionel's dilemma is one many black Americans share, a deep desire to have an identity rooted in black culture coupled with the knowledge that what's seen as authentically black in popular culture doesn't reflect our actual experience many times. We're left in a sort of no man's land because we don't often see ourselves reflected in mainstream culture, nor in popular black culture. Justin Simeon, the man behind Dear White People in making the film and engaging in debates about the state of black film, had some interesting thoughts about the topic. And here are five things he said he'd come to know about, about black culture now. One. There is a difference between black culture and black culture. Black culture written in quotes is the sum total of cultural contributions to the mainstream by the black subculture. It's a fluid and a multifaceted, often contradictory thing. Meanwhile, black culture is a lifestyle standard made of assumptions about black identity, often used successfully by marketers, 
studio heads, fashion brands, and music labels to make money. It can be the cool factor that makes kids line up for hours to spend their last dime on brand new Michael Jordan sneakers. Or the thing that makes white people call me brother and blast two chains when I hop in the car. It's what people assume about black people and how they should sound, live, and act. Black culture may have been born in black communities or created by black Americans, but when appropriated for commerce, there is a danger of mistaking black culture for actual cultural experience. That's where the myth begins, and it can devalue real human experiences. Two, black culture oftentimes employs, but is not always defined by, actual black people. Often, by the time black culture is being used to sell a product or idea, it's already been reinterpreted by white people. This isn't necessarily malicious, but it's certainly something to note. We are often told what being black is by black by people who aren't black. Up-and-coming black hip-hop artists are molded to appeal to the masses by white label executives. Television shows with black characters might have no black writers or directors. The elegant writer Justin Simeon recounts an interesting reminder from college when he writes, I'm reminded of a time in college when a white roommate insisted he was blacker than I was by showing me he could successfully crip walk. It was a feat I could not do nor cared to match. But in that moment, I was made to wonder if I was indeed black enough, despite being the only actual black person present. In that moment, I felt alienated by a culture I had need to be rooted in. Now that's just crazy. It's interesting how the black experience can sometimes be so concretely defined in the mainstream that it feels suffocating. The true reality of being black is much more nuanced and fluid. Three, black culture is multicultural. Black culture draws from a variety of influences born both in and outside of black communities. Janelle Monae's album, Electric Lady, demonstrates this. It is a brilliant amalgamation of artistic references as disparate as Motown and Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Being black in America involves a process of moving through and adopting from many different cultures. To define what's authentically black is virtually impossible as there are as many ways to be black as there are black people. Four, black culture is not propriety to black people. And to correct myself there, black culture is not proprietary to black people. Many observers had a tough time when rapper Macklemore and Ryan Lewis won the Grammy for Best Rap Album over Kendrick Lamar. There is similar discontent over the lack of black artists being recognized or rotated on radio in categories owned and once owned by black musicians like R&B or hip hop. But this is not new. Once communities of black artists birthed something to the mass culture, in many ways, it is no longer ours. For every Dizzy Gillespie, there is a Dave Brubeck. It can be a tough pill to swallow, though, particularly when a culture we feel ownership over 
reaches new heights of success in more mainstream, i.e. whiter, hands. There is something unsettling about the fact that black artists doing things associated with black culture, rapping, twerking, doesn't seem to capture the mainstream's attention as potently until white artists do it. See Miley Cyrus do her thing on TV that night and how it became all folks could talk about the next day. Personally, I happen to enjoy both Kendrick Lamar and Mac Lamar, Rubeck and Gillespie, and even a couple of Hall of Oats, Hall and Oats jams from time to time. But I don't define my black experience in something as transient as music or fashion. I get much more infuriated when presented with an overtly defined and limited depiction of what being black represents, like being told I talk white in school, or having McRibs commercials define me, or more egregiously seeing Caucasian kids in college dress as black stereotypes and post pictures of it on Facebook on a day meant to honor a civil rights icon. Five, black culture is a starting point. Culture of any kind can be grounding and comforting, creating a home for nourishment and rules for understanding ourselves. But at a certain point, a cultural identity too tightly defined keeps us from growing. I'm grounded in, but not limited by, my blackness. Another interesting point of interest from brilliant writer Justin Simeon speaks to the business side of things when he laments. When I began trying to get my film made, the confines of black culture seemed to suggest that if a black movie wasn't broadly comedic or historically epic or a tragedy or a street story, there would be no audience for it. But I made it anyway. After millions of YouTube views for the trailer and several sold out screenings at Sundance, my quirky rumination on race and identity has been warmly received by audiences and critics of all races. And that is really the genesis of any culture. Ultimately, it's created by individuals and communities with the courage to do something different and unexpected based on their perception and interest and flavor, like simply be themselves. As is the case in all of our episodes, this is just another opportunity to provide stimulating, intelligent, sometimes important food for thought. Thank you, Mr. Simeon for your black culture contribution and powerful thinking. Let's keep going, y'all. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of Round 12. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. May the worst days of your future be like the best days of your past. And may you continue to answer life's bell every time. Until we meet again, time!